Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Bleach Boys. The finale of Core 2 is here. Incredible. We've made it. We've done it week to week. Every week, even the recap episode I, in the I, I, middle. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was like, I, not you, but we're in the promised land. So we're doing episodes 25 and 26. One is called The Master. I believe the other one is just called Black. I didn't write both of them at the top of my notes here. So we'll kick it off with 25. We'll do our normal. Well, hopefully you guys have enjoyed sticking around. We appreciate you guys being here. With that, of course, if you guys want to know anything, you guys want to see anything, let us know in the comments down below. And we'll just hop into it. The episode kicks off with Yoruichi's brother running to try and find Yoruichi, of all people, of course. And he's carrying what looks like a fucking giant-ass boomerang. Kind of looks like the weapon from uh, oh, Inuyasha. Inuyasha. <laughs> I, I was doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Yeah, she, Sango? Uh, Sango. Sango. Yeah, Song, Sango. Sango? Is Sango, Sango or Sango? One of the two. One of the two. I don't remember. But yeah, we, we're all thinking the same person. Yeah. We know who that is. She's cute. Totally looks like it. And then we see Urahara meets up with the uh, rest of the Visor squad, Hiori, Lisa, Love, and the large one. Who's the large one, Jose? Go. Hachi? Hachi. Thank you, Jose. So, and Hiori is like, yo, I thought we were all going to go up together. Like, where is everybody? And Urahara's like, oh, well, the situation has changed. And I really like Hiori in this because I feel like Hiori, when we see her, she's kind of like the yelling character. You know, she's kind of like the I don't want to do it. And then like a young Naruto. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a young Naruto. Um, And this one you see, which we saw a lot in the uh, turn back to pendulum arc. She's very smart. She, and she kind of picks up on Urahara's tendencies where she's like, oh, well, you better not have sent Ichigo and Yoruichi up there because you're okay with losing them as mm-hmm. long as they stall for time. And he you know, doesn't really say anything because then Yoruichi's brother shows up. And that's where you find out he's the 23rd head of the Shioen clan, uh, Yushiro Shihoen. And Urahara is like explaining to the brothers, like, oh, sorry, I had to send Yoruichi ahead for the of the Serite. And that's where we get Hiori again, where she's like, I now remember, I fucking hate your sake of the Serite. <laughs> I was like, so good, dog. He does the Batman thing. Yes. Everything for the mission. He totally does. And it was very much like it was a good comedic line, but then also it's deep. It's, it's like dude, it runs deep. It's, yeah. It's almost what Ichibe does. Yes. Cause like Hiori is like, yo, I fucking hate that. Where he's like, you're willing, like Batman, you're willing to sacrifice everything as long as it's for the sake of Serate, as long as it's for the sake of the world. It's like sometimes you can't do that. And Uraha's like, sorry, you gotta sorry, fucking do we it. Have to. Unlike I guess unlike a lot of other characters, Hiori really can see down to the heart of Kisuke. As opposed to everybody else, like who would either like blindly worship him or like Mayuri, who's got the rivalry. She's just like, yeah, man, fuck you. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. was his lieutenant for how long? Like ten years, I think. Ten years, right? Okay. Yeah, which is a long time. I mean, think about any job that you worked at. That's a long uh, time. Yeah. Ten years. You'll really get to know somebody for ten years. Where it's like that's that kind of thing where I'm sure she saw that time and time again, and he's like, 
fuck I hate that it's a flaw but you know at the same time it's a strength yeah we love Urahara so we'll, we'll give him a pass so we get the opening here but we immediately hop back into the end of episode 24 where we see Ichibe and Yuha do their face to face and we get a lot of talking and back and forth here which I fucking loved we immediately cut to Oetsu this is where the new scenes begin to start and Oetsu's like yo what a fucking horrible king just running away like that and he has probably one of the funniest disses I've ever seen he's like I guess I'll kill the successor which one which one was it again yeah, <laughs> I'm I like, love dude, that Poor Ugrim was probably like, you fucking cocksucker. Like, yeah, that that, that <laughs> cuts like, him deep, dog. You. Uryu, who cares? Yo, he's coming out of W anyway. Yep. But Ugrim's like, you cocksucker. Just like all the Stern Ritters shitting on him at the beginning also. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I love any time Oetsu. Yeah, Oetsu's like, a great character. Yeah. Really, really good. We go immediately back up to Ichibe, and he draws two lines on the ground and says, I will kill you in between these lines. And Yuha says, uh, you'll die three steps short of that. And Ichibe draws a giant seal, basically blocking off the area where the Soul King is. And this is where we get Yuha getting blasted by a giant fucking hand called Sinri Sutsensho. Sutensho. And it blasts him anything away for 1,000 re. Yuha then tries to speak, but he realizes he can't, which is a callback to classic Ichibe going, don't blame me if you lose your voice. Mm-hmm. And Ichibe then summons another hand this time, spikes Yuha down, and Yuha pierces his own neck, which I guess this must be some Sternritter training with fucking Master Masculine doing it. And then so with same thing, fucking Yuha, they just pierce themselves. It's just fucking gross. That I don't think it's crazy. I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. I, I think about those times, you know how they tell you when you bit, get bit by a shark, you're supposed to really gouge its eye out is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, go for the eye. And the oh, I'd be so grossed out. I don't know if I have the mental I, fortitude. I would puke. Oh, I would do I, it, puke into the shark's mouth. <laughs> the shark would fly away. The shark would be like, all right, I got my lunch. Yeah, it's like that is disgusting. Or like the uh, in like Saw 1. When they're like, you can get out of the bear trap, but you have to like dig the key out of your own eye. I'd be like, just kill yes. me. Just kill yes. me. Uh, I'm like, all right, just, you know, I don't even wait the hour. Just send it, please. <laughs> so it's, it's like my girlfriend and, you know, like if anyone has a significant other, do they like pop your pimples? That kind of yes, stuff. Yes. They dude. love doing that stuff. Yes. And like, Jeez. They're savages, like, dog. If you get them on the back and I'm like, oh, they're savages. Don't. Hey, supposedly the new Saw movie is supposed to be pretty good, by the way. Have you seen it? The good reviews it's getting? No, Saw 10 just came out. It's like 85% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's, it's supposed to be pretty like, what, fucking good. And, three, right, and that's a high review for a horror movie. A really high review. They made another saw. I didn't hear. Yeah, about it, yeah. Just, it just came out. Well, you don't hear about it because they can't promote it because the strike was going on. But now it just ended. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the hardest thing that's ever happened to saw is that person that gets tossed into a pit of hypodermic needles. Dude, yeah. I just watched a whole like behind the scenes thing about that for where they're talking about how that scene nobody wanted to do it. Everybody no. was kind of just like beating around the bush, and then it kept evolving into like maybe she'll sink into it. And it's like, well, you don't sink into needles. It's like you have to throw them into it, and then it evolved into her crawling on the needles. Ugh. And it was, and the director was like, yeah, that kind of came from my own fear where I just fucking hate needles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make an actor yeah. live this. I was like, yeah, it's that. That is the most horrific scene for sure. That'd be like me saying, hey, all right, jump into this pit of tarantulas. Yeah, that is fucked up. So back to Bleach here. Uh, Ichibe spikes him down. Yuha pierces his own neck with his fingers and kind of like infuses himself with his own reishi and now gains the ability to speak. Yuha then does another fucking hardest thing I've seen. Shoots an arrow through himself to blast him back up to where Ichibe was and manages to cut Ichibe. Like just a little cut right on the back. And Ichibe is like, well, like, hey, if you're not going to listen, I mean, you leave me no choice. I'll have to kill you. And this is when we see the classic Ichibe go all white eyes. 
And Oetsu goes to prepare to take on Ugrim. As all of a sudden, the wood that had trapped them begins to slowly, or not really slowly, but begins to disassemble around them. But we get Kyrio, she runs to the top, and she repieces it all back together. Tanjiro, who is the Hot Springs guy, I was having a really hard time remembering these guys' names. I always want to call him Tanjiro. Dude, me too. And then I was like, Kenjiro? Like, I don't know where I'm getting that from. I was like, I'm all over the place with the Hot Springs guy. Because his other name is Karinji. Yeah, Karinji's there his name. There you go. Okay. So he launches water at Uryu and Ugrim, which I thought was pretty funny. I feel like a lot of times when they're having these battles or, like, they're talking, they just kind of forget about Uryu and Ugrim. They're just kind of standing in the back, which makes sense because the Royal Guard is supposed to be fighting most of the time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, Uryu and Ugrim are just like, hey, what's up? Just, like, hanging out they're back there. They're enjoying the view. Mm-hmm. So Uryu jumps forward, and he runs right into Sinjamaru. And Uryu goes crazy here and puts blue on his hands, starts blocking her attacks, jumping yeah. back and shooting her with an arrow. Insane. Tendro does a special move and then attacks Ugrim. Um, Oetsu is upset that basically everybody stole his praise. Like, yo, I just fucking got here. I'm on stage. Like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden we see Askin is alive again. And Askin goes on to explain that the reason why he was picked by his majesty was simply just because he can't die. And he's like, it's pretty disgraceful. And this is where we get the explanation of Shrift is D. The name of the power is the death dealing. And he can accurately calculate the lethal dose of a substance and adjust that amount at will. Even Askin is after that is like, it's confusing. <laughs> I do. He's hilarious. Just the yeah. way that he's like, it took me a very long time yeah. to understand my own. It's like, powers. if you don't get it, I understand. Ditto. Because <laughs> I had to learn for a long time. He's such a cool character. This just further reinforces asking is the best. Yeah, and so Askin begins, like, licking his own blood, and he says that he's lowering the lethal dosage of the blood in Oetsu's body. And the blood that allows him to move, the more it flows inside of him, the more it will bring him closer to death. Askin then just begins fucking gulping blood at this point, and Oetsu falls to the ground. I, I don't know why. I thought that was the hardest thing. It was just it watching was, him, like, ugh. lick it up, and then all of a sudden just go. Yeah, fucking like, hell. Damn, dude. Gross, dude. So Sinjamaru chases Uryu all over the fucking place in this womb. And he's like, and Sinjamaru's like, it must be difficult for you to focus and collect reishi as it's getting stolen by the womb at the same time. And Uryu just jump in, shoots a leaked Reagan. We've seen it a million times. Sinjamaru quickly constructs a fucking umbrella and just blocks all of the arrows. We see Ugrim. He's using a, his badass looking shield fighting against Tendra over and over. And Tendra manages to stab his paddle into like the divot of a shield and pull the fucking thing away. He got styled on. Ugrim then pulls out his sword and they do the classic samurai, you know, fucking flinging slash at each other. And we see that it's Ugrim is the one that falls. And Askin says, Oetsu underestimated him as he begins to pull out a bow from one of his three little bracelets that he's yeah. wearing, which is very interesting. And Oetsu back up, good to go, says thanks for the commentary, jumps up and says, if my blood will kill me, that just means I need to lose blood. And then he has a fucking slice on his neck as he just starts spraying blood all over the place. And Askin goes on to explain, which, once again, smart motherfucker, maybe it's his ability. He's like, you're probably about 60 kg. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. He's like doing the math. And yeah. I was, I the s- math of how much blood he can have, mm-hmm. what the poison amount inside of his body is, how much he could lose. I'm like, damn, Askin. Okay. Which is probably part of his ability, to be fair. But god damn. But damn, that was super cool. Uh-huh. I mean, if you, if you think about it, you get a power like the death dealing. You're going to go open some books and be like, all right, how can I actually use this for real? Not me, dog. I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> I would be so upset. Be like, Dude, give me the flame power. I don't want the fucking death dealing <laughs> bullshit like, calculation. I don't want the drug dealing power. Like, please give me someone else's. Give me. I'll take Candace's. I'll just throw electricity. Like, please. I would love that power. <laughs> I, I'm, you know too, what? I'm too fucking stupid to use the death dealing. I feel like yeah. Danny would give yeah from death dealing you know you go over to yuha like yuha listen my man my king my majesty 
Please switch. <laughs> take this away from me, sir. All I right. will take anybody's. Please. Then Yuha goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it to you for read. a reason, Sam. Yeah, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> I would just be like, hey, man, I can't read, so I'm just going to miscalculate everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gave it to the dyslexic guy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hold on, hold on. Oh, shit, I made him blow up. Oops. Uh, yeah, it's like, I swear the book said 56, not 65. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Askin continues to explain that basically he's going to bleed himself to death by the time he tries to get rid of his poison. And this is where we see Oetsu call out for Tenjiro as he suits his red hot springs at Oetsu. And he explains that the red water replaces blood with new blood as Oetsu jumps forward and slash and asking again, saying, I've been reborn in my cooler what? And Asking's like, yeah, you're pretty cool. I, as the wound opens on Asking's chest, making him fall to the ground. Incredible stuff so far. Really, really good. We go back to Sinjumaru and we see that her umbrella is just like fucking juggling the little reishi balls on her umbrella. She's spinning it around and she's like, Yeah, I don't really like the rain, you know? And then she breaks the balls down into small ones and like shoots it back at Uryu and roast Uryu. I mean, honestly, Uryu just falls to the ground. Nah, man. What she said was, I don't mind the rain, but I don't really like getting my clothes wet as she's just casually playing with his powers. <laughs> it's so it's- cool. Her umbrella, just the way she was just kind of jostling the balls around, was incredible. Really, really good. It's just really well animated. I should point out now that by now, this is more screen time than she has ever given in the manga. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like I didn't see much of her. I saw a great, I think it was a tweet, and it was someone going like, yeah, Squad Zero in the manga, like, ouchie, I got hit, ouchie, (laughs) the Squad Zero. And then it's like, in the anime, we will never give up, we will stop. (laughs) It's like, it was like, it's so different. If If there's anything... That this anime has done it's made squad zero actually look as good as they are supposed to look yeah that's true yep really it, they and with the stuff that we'll get to in episode 26 as well i they did a certain thing which i think perfectly ex- kind of gives them an out to squad zero i'll get to it when we get there um Yuha versus Ichibei. We go back, and Yuha is commenting on how Ichibei's expression has changed quite a bit, and now he seems kind of pleased. And he's like, I had no idea that face could become so frightening once you made up your mind to kill me. And Ichibei slashes at Yuha, but he blocks it with his arm. And Ichibei at this point is like, oh, it's like you blocked it with your arm. He's like, don't you remember my brush? My brush does not cut flesh. It cuts names. And Yuha's arm goes limp. Ichibei continues saying, starting today, all you have is an A-R. R. You're an R, not an arm. R. The strength of your arms have been halved. Yuha tries to attack again, and Ichibei says, your sword slash has become so gentle, as Ichibei slashes him right at the middle and smacks him back to the platform, making him land in between the lines that he originally drew, and says, now you're just YHW, or we'll just go, you, you just know, you're just you, and he says, leader of the Quincy's whose power has been cut in half, how does it feel smashing, to be smashed into pieces by the leader of the Soul Reapers that you loathe, which, I mean, I mean, is Ichibei the leader of the Soul Reapers, like, what leading does he actually do? It's Shunsui, right? Yeah. Like, you can't call yourself the leader when you're not leading anything. Does Shunsui ever get orders from Squad Zero? Is that ever a thing? No, not really. Yeah, he, what is he leading? What is he leading? <laughs> he's more like, he's a royal guard. He's a guard. Well, he he's was not the, a leader. He was the first one. He's the, the first leader. Shinigami? Yeah. I don't know. He, I don't think he was ever a leader, was he? Because didn't Yamamoto form the squads? Isn't that he the thing? He was the, the first one. Guards, so when right? Ichibei was still around, he was probably just a guy. He gave him the name of the 13 court guards. He gave everything a name. Yeah, so I know each way named everything, but I Yama was the one that formed it, right? Unless maybe Yama, here's how I'm going to headcanon it to make it each way not a fucking liar. Yama had his band of mercenaries 
Ichibe went to Yama and was like, hey, boy, great idea for you guys. What if you, like, legalize this shit? You know, like, you make, like, an actual you court guard squad. this part. Mm-hmm. I protect up here. Yeah, it's like, you, I got a great idea. You guys, I'll give you the bottom part, okay? I got the top part. And then he's like, oh, yeah, fucking cool. Well, considering that the, the court guards, they were fighting the Quincy's back a thousand years ago. Maybe after they won the fight, Ichibe said, hey, that's really cool. Uh, so I got to protect the Soul King. How about you take care of everything else? But wasn't like the original, wasn't the original invasion with the Quincy's where like Yuha originally lost? Um, that was when Soul Society and the, the 13 Court Guard Squads were already formed. I think so because they all had all, they had all the uniforms and shit. Yes, and then mm-hmm. the original cast was there. But in the meeting that we got that was anime only with Ichibe, he did mention that they were already fighting each other. So it was probably like an on and off again sort of thing that was happening. And it wasn't a full-blown war until Yuha declared it. Yeah, it's probably a bunch of skirmishes. Yeah. All right. Who knows what the actual timeline is? Maybe we'll get like one of those Star Wars books with a big timeline the, that goes yeah. all the way through it, and we'll just figure it out from there. Dude, I lose my shit. And she didn't know also that at this point, for whatever reason, Ichibe's skin goes hella dark here, just for that one scene. I don't know what happened, but we'll go ahead and cut to the mid credit scene here as we cut back to the Giselle and Bambi scene that everybody's been talking about and waiting for. It makes Hell its appearance yeah. here. Big yikers coming in. So Giselle is sucking the blood out of Bambi, and Bambi, in classic zombie Bambi at a fashion, is pleading for her not to take too much blood because she doesn't want to die. And Giselle is like, fuck yourself, and slams your, her head multiple into the times. ground multiple times until she fucking dies. And after she dies, Giselle is like, oh, you're so cute, and just like hugging her and shit. And that's when we see Lil Toto appear and is like, I knew you weren't fucking dead, of course. Goddamn, that scene was all over. Like, mm-hmm. I saw the manga panels for it all over mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, and then I, I saw it and I'm like, she's sucking her tit or something. I was like, what the? Fuck? It was dark. It they was, made it really uh, yeah. like I'm not saying dark as in obviously it was dark thematically, but it was also dark on screen. Yeah. It was like I was watching the fucking Game of Thrones finale. It was so dark, dog. <laughs> it was brutal. I would um, imagine we, that they're gonna lighten that up a little bit for the Blu-ray release. I think so yeah, as well. I think that, that was purely a TV, which they've done before. I, I think for the real violence stuff, they always make it a little dark, but they'll they'll but, do that. I mean. Damn, dude! Just and then you see Bambi's eyes are both in like different directions. Yes, it's fucked up dude. on the side. Mm-hmm. So we do get a little status update of some of our favorite Stern Reader here. So we find out that I'm going to refer to them as Little Toto did. Minnie and Candy uh, were ta- Candy was taken by the enemy. Minnie was taken out by Little Toto herself, and she says both should still be alive. And then she does go, "Pepe, I did eat. He tasted like shit." Ichibe goes back and says that a thousand years were too short for you to repent as we see the emblem on Yuha's chest begin to light. And this is where we get the moment we've all been speaking of. Yuha begins to form a dark blue ball of race in his hand. He's doing the Rasengan right in front of Ichibe's face. That's right. <laughs> and a giant blue like halo ring appears in the sky and we get the Oswalin. Or I think they could refer to it. Uh, they pronounce the Oswalin in the, in the uh, anime. And this is where we see the beams of the blue light start to shoot down to the Serate and begin to fucking hit every Stern Raider, every Quincy. Lil Toto, once again, being one of the smartest ones out there, immediately is like, that's not fucking good, and dips and pushes both Giselle and herself to hide undercover where she was killing fucking Bambi at originally. And it begins to still suck away their powers. Even though they didn't get hit by the beam, it still sucks away and sucks yeah, them out their of their form. Yeah, their wings were getting yes. like... Uh- disintegrated so mayuri concludes that this is not just their reishi being sucked up it's actually their souls being sucked back up and when this is where we get to see your girl candace and then Minnie, um they got fucking glacked 
just instantly yeah, hit they by just the got beam. hit by the beam. Yeah, I hate to see it. And then we see Baz B, everybody's boy, get hit by the beam right in front of Renji and Ruka. And even Renji's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And Baz B's like, "I'm thinking the same fucking thing." Like, and everybody's pissed. You hop, meanwhile, looking cool as fuck with his blue with flames, the fire mm-hmm. in his arms, oh, real what cool. A beast. Little Toto and uh, Giselle, or Little Toto, and Baz B, actually scream that there's no way that they're dying here. And we cut to Shunsui, which once again, every scene of Shunsui is cold as fuck, and that continues through the rest of this episode. He asks both of his friends, like, hey, are you guys cool? Like, if I leave? And then, like, well, where are you going? And he's like, it's not the Cerate that's in danger. It's the Royal Palace. And we cut back to Yuha, whose blue beam just continues to grow larger and larger and completely destroys the womb that was trapping them all in. And the blue ring in the sky is now completely solid as he begins to rain Reishi down as we see the royal guard of Yuha begin to revive all in their uh, Volstandic form. And right after Sinjamaru commented how, you know, she doesn't really like the rain, too. He makes it rain, dog. Fucking Yuha's rude as shit. Ichibe says that stealing the powers of your comrades, how ruthless. And Yuha says that's what comrades are for. We help one another so we can resurrect and move forward. Yugrim goes on to explain that the Oswellen, I'm going to mispronounce that word like eight times, Oswellen, it collects the lives and powers of unnecessary Quincy and redistributes to those that need them. Those that lose it die. Those who receive it gain additional power and come back to life. Okay, so we're at the end of the episode here. He continues on saying Squad Zero shall be purged. We get the title, Bleach Number 25, The Master. And there is an after credit scene. Before we get there, though, we have to talk Jose, Pythes. Yeah. I know you guys want to mention it. No Robert Accutron. I um, know. No Robert Accutron in the Oswalin, Oswalin, none of it. Just completely cut. I'm I'm so sad. I'm he he had an off screen death. We knew we knew it. Yeah, unfortunately, we I, saw. Okay, you could argue that he gave Robert the respect already with his Biakia scene. Mm-hmm. You know, he put that scene in there to give Robert a little moment to shine, which is more than we ever fucking got in the original manga. But now we lost his fucking dramatic death. Yeah. Brutal. He got uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do you want to explain what that means if somebody hasn't read the manga? Uh, okay, so in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, one of the Nazis, he looks at the uh, something of the Covenant, I forget what it's called, and his face melts and he turns into a skeleton. So in the manga, when Robert Akutron gets hit by the Eshwalan, he gets vaporized into a skeleton while he is still screaming. And it's hard as fuck. Brutal. Yeah. Which you do see, by the way, when they cuts back down a couple times, that some of the regular Quincy's are skeletons now. Yeah. Like, full-on are skeletons. We just don't see it on screen. I was I was scanning every one of them to try and find his uniform to see if one was him, but <laughs> nothing. How fucked that like, would it be? You just like, see the skeleton with his uniform. <laughs> like, goddamn. The Which, only thing that didn't get disintegrated was the stash. Maybe. <laughs> now, what, what about this? They're saving Robert for later. Maybe he's not dead. You, you think he's going to be like a Basby and get a little something? I don't know. Something? Maybe because we haven't. So we haven't seen him die. Now, how a lot of people are kind of contributing it and how we see Kubo, if you don't follow him on Twitter. Every time somebody dies, he tweets out art. And that's yeah. normally what we have on the TV that you see on our set right here. He tweets out death paintings, basically. I love it. And this week, he tweeted out a whole bunch. Robert Accutron was one of them. How to throw him up. We respect the boy. Another one was Nanana, whatever the fuck his name is, where I not think Nanana is not dead yet. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. I thought he comes back. And no, can't I'm your own he was world. dead. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay, so here's another question. I know Candace comes back in Can't Free Your Own World. Yeah. So how does that even happen? Mayuri. So he – so they don't get disintegrated. Their bodies get left behind, and then Mayuri finds everybody. Yep. Does his thing. Yep. It's Mayuri. Interesting. Interesting, okay. interesting. Okay, that's interesting, what I thought. Interesting. Okay. 
Now, what, what if we add Robert Accutron? <laughs> <laughs> we just want him to live. I would, I would so much rather. Oh, no, wait a minute. Nanana can't die because he has to do a cool thing with Aizen later in the Blood War. I know right, things. Thank you, thank you. I know things, dog. So, and he was one of the death the death drawings that came out today. Maybe huh. they're changing it. Maybe because mm-hmm. he only does that one cool thing, and then you don't see him again. Yep. So they could be leaving it out. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So I'm saying, what if they're setting up a little something, something for Robert Accutron? Because they, I feel like in the anime, even they have been sure to highlight this like thing between yuha and robert where like robert wants to please him so fucking bad so bad he wants to be selected so bad but then he doesn't so maybe robert like screws him over oh so so let me uh give you the scene that we missed because it wasn't just him being disintegrated so right after Lil toto is talking to giselle uh robert which walks up and puts a gun to her head and says do you know what this means all of this means He's gone without us. We're not selected. And he just starts going on a rant about how fucked they all are. And then the Ashwalan hits and he is vaporized. Damn. So he goes a little crazy afterwards. Poor guy. Yeah. His whole psyche just got destroyed. Yeah. Can you blame him? Nah. (laughs) You can't. You can't blame the boy. So let's talk after credit scene now for episode 25. It's Shunsui walking through the rubble, kind of commenting on man. Hope all this goes back to normal when we're done. Like, <laughs> it's like sure I don't, it will. He just doesn't want to clean it up. Yeah. And we see Ukatake. He finally makes his appearance. He says, if it's broken, we'll fix it. Like we always do, you know? And Shunsu's like, oh, I knew, knew you would say that. Of he's course, such my a good boy. Guy. And Ukatake comments like it seems like they allowed the Royal Palace to be involved. And he's like, yeah. And they say that the Kamikake was in anticipation of that. And Shunsui says, You're right, it appears that the Kamikake was successful. Then I guess you can push yourself a bit now. And Shunsui begins to walk away as we see kind of like the giant fucking shadow appear behind Ukatake, which menacing, suspicious. Mm-hmm. What could it be? And he tells him to be careful and he'll see him later. Ukatake asks where he's going, and Shunsui just responds with, He just needs to grab a drink. We all know where he's going. So we all know good. where he's going, and I'm so Shut excited up. for it. That was a great after credits. Yeah. So here's the thing. In the manga, it is much more direct. Ukitaki asks him where he's going. He goes, I'm going nowhere. I'm just going to go to room 46. Cool. Nice. I think so I like, fucking cool. I like the anime version more. It leaves it more suspense. Yeah, well, it's it's a bit vague, and it's more Shunsui as a character, right? It's like, where are you going? I'm just going to grab a drink. Yeah, you know, like, I, like he's I like been doing that, that through the whole series. He's got to grab a drink. Where's he gonna grab a drink? Gonna grab a drink with the boy Aizen. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean, like in the manga, I think that was the end of a chapter. So it was, hey, stay tuned for the future. Sick, fucking sick. So we do get an end quote here. Sinjimaru, of course, a little tease of what's to come. A thread falls through the cloud, pull and rattle. A field of white cloth, bones woven within. Which we we get a lot of rattle rattle later in episode twenty six. So yep. what did you guys think of episode twenty five? That was I fire, it was fantastic. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really really good. I liked a, they gave a lot of character moments in there that I thought was incredible. They gave a lot of Squad Zero moments, which also was really really good. Like we talked about, they're putting respect on the Squad they Zero name. They were fantastic throughout that whole fight. It so far the changes that they've done with twenty five and twenty six, I really really like. Dude, it's so much. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can tell that. I mean, like we talked about last time, Kubo himself was hyping these episodes up before it even came out. He was like, yo, 25, 26, those are the episodes I've worked on the most personally. Yeah, heavily involved. Yes. Like he worked on those. And we already know from what we talked about earlier that like Kubo had mentioned he's already doing scenes 
for season three. Like mm-hmm. he's already mentioned, he's already working on scenes. So it's only going to get more and more different. Now, here's a question I have to, to put to you guys. Now with this change and a lot of the cuts that are doing, especially with episode 26, that one goes crazy. We'll get there. To get the ultimate story of Bleach Thousand Blower, you now have to read and watch the anime. I don't think yeah. so. You think you can just completely watch the anime and not, not read the manga? Yeah. I think a lot of stuff that happens, like here's an example. Somebody watches the anime. What happened with Robert Akichon? Oh, I don't know. I assume he died. I assume he died. In the manga, it's spelled out pretty clearly as to what happens there. Now there's kind of this two versions of history, you know? So is the anime, I guess, with Kubo's involvement is now the ultimate version of the story? I guess so. I would imagine so because then it's like the scenes that they got rid of with um, Shinji running into Omida and stuff like that. They didn't have to be put in in there yeah, they, they would have been and nice to see them but they don't add yeah, anything yeah they didn't really lead anywhere mm-hmm. and the pacing is so much better yeah the pacing is better i'm trying to think of any scene where if they if it's in the manga and not in the anime if you would truly miss out on seeing anything there i mean just rukia's butt yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah butt, you, the yoroichi the, the shipping. with the hand mm-hmm. you know but, but that, I mean, that's all just like fun stuff that we would love to see, but it doesn't necessarily affect the overall story. I think a bunch of the little stuff we got this season was great. Just seeing where all the people who was fighting, who was not uh, catching up with Shun Sui going, all right, we need to coordinate stuff over here. It felt so much more impactful. Yeah, they're doing good stuff. I just always think it's interesting to think now that's like because the manga is purely written by Kubo. The anime you don't really know what Kubo touched and what he didn't, which I know is also an argument I see pop up for Can't Fear Your Own World, Yeah, where some people will argue that because it was not directly written by Kubo, you can make the argument that it's not canon. But then how do you make the argument for the anime? You know? I don't know, man. His Kubo seems to be down for it. <laughs> he seems yeah. to be okay with Can't Fear Your Own I World I got to say, like, if I think if Kubo, the author, gives the thumbs up, like, I approve, then boom, it's canon. It's good to go. Until Kubo... Write something else that contradicts that. So when he was uh, Helvers. Yeah, so it's canon until it's not canon is how I would describe that. Yep, we get that years later. He said, fuck the other shit that they originally went with. I didn't want that. Yep. Here's mine. Yep. And to to go on to Can't Fear Your Own World, that's written by, I forget the guy's name, but that's one of Kubo's bros. He's also the guy that wrote Spirits Are Forever With You. And in that book, apparently the author got so close to like, Actually getting what the fuck was up with Kenpachi, Kubo had to go, hey, cool it down. I haven't talked about that in the manga yet. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so Kubo seems to be all aboard on that shit. Okay, good, good. That's why I assume for the most part, if Kubo gives the thumbs up and it's canon until it's not, then you're good. I still think it's kind of muddy now with the manga versus the anime. Well, the problem is that the anime's not done. We still have two yeah. more seasons of it. Because I think the anime is truly going forward is going to differ so much from the manga. Where it's like now, I don't even know if you could tell somebody to go read the manga. I mean, I, st- I still would, though. But I don't think – what if – okay, here's a what if question. Season 3, season 4 comes out. It's so much better than the manga. How can you tell somebody to read the manga? Especially with what we know coming later where like a lot of shit just hits the cutting room floor for mm-hmm. Kubo doing the manga. Now, because I always thought – with the anime, there's so much filler. There's so much moving around of the parts. Obviously, you're going to miss the soundtrack, but I think the best way to to enjoy the original Bleach story before Thousand Blower is the manga. 
I full-heartedly agree that, that that is the case. Maybe watch Soul Society Rescue Arc, hop over to manga, finish the rest of it. Now, it's like, what do you do? You re- wa- read the manga up to Thousand Year Blower, swap over. You watch Soul Society Rescue Arc, read the manga, swap back over. It's confusing now. There's not like an ultimate package. I mean, it just depends on the person. Because I'm personally more of a manga reader because I don't have the patience to sit and watch something. Yeah. So I would say read the manga. It's faster. And if you liked it, go back and watch it animated. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. But like my sister, she doesn't have the patience to read. She just wants to sit there and watch something. So I'd, so I'd tell her just watch the anime. That's how my brother is exactly. He will He will not read it. Yeah, but I feel like with the original Bleach anime in particular, you're not saving time by fucking watching that shit. Like, holy crap, especially with the amount of fillers that's in there. Ain't no way. Do you know how often I called you guys stupid whenever I'd watch a Bleach Boys episode and they were like, we're doing (laughs) the filler arc. I'm like, just skip it, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned, Python. We're getting the complete package. The complete (laughs) package. uh, It's like Sam said originally. We are Bleach enthusiasts. We love it for what it is. Yeah. I I still say even though this anime is great, I like the manga. I still think it's good. It's just rushed at the end. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm saying I think the manga is good too. But now, like I think season three and season four is gonna be such a drastic improvement versus the manga, where it's gonna be like, all right, yeah, read the first half of Thousand Blood War, then you have to watch the the second half in the anime. I still think it'd be more interesting to read the whole Blood War and then go, okay, then go back to this chapter, then start the anime and just see what happens. Maybe there's there's um they they do that I know when I was reading One Piece everybody was like okay you got to read up you obviously read it watch it enjoy it however you want but there's a part where um one of the characters has a very famous song it's called Bing Sake and they're like <laughs> yep. you have to go watch that part in the anime because they actually do the song they That's perform the song like and it's a very iconic song that sounds so like fucking good too yeah it's yeah. a great song where it's like even if you're reading the manga stop reading the manga go youtube it and then go back and that's how you have to do it whereas like i can see it being like you get to the fucking urahara yodoichi asking fight you know it's like okay read that but then now go back to the anime and watch it like youtube that fight so you get the full thing like so when i was when i was catching up on boruto because my friend wouldn't stop screaming at me about it mm-hmm. i would get to the fight in the manga pause and then pull up the anime just to see if the animation was any good it was fine is my answer. It was just fine. <laughs> it was fine. Honestly, you want if you care about Boruto at all, just read the manga. That's what everyone <laughs> says. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to ask either of you. Uh, whenever Ichibei was like smacking Yuha around with the giant magic hand, did any of you go to like Chappelle show and your brain just goes, what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. No, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, my brain went right to the Rick James episode. Just slapping people. So it was unintentionally fucking hysterical to me. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> just dying laughing watching that. I was, dude. People looking at me like, what's so funny? This is a fight. I'm like, but it's really funny, though. Here, let me show you this clip after. So, just psychotic behavior from Bite These. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a serious fight, and I just break out laughing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything that you want to touch on in the episode that we missed? Maybe any scenes that uh, got cut? Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the streamlining of the anime is so good. I need to explain that when I'm reading this, I'm reading, I watch scene, I pause, I then go to the manga and check it out. I was having to go backwards and forwards through a couple different volumes of manga to try and Damn. keep up. And like the, end it's just so streamlined. It just goes, goes, goes like That's by perfect. now where the, where the fight ends next episode, like squad zero is already dead. Damn, that's oh, crazy. Shit. 
it's great. Uh, and let's see. I also wrote. So I assumed they were going to censor the Giselle Bambi scene. Not only did they not censor it, it shows a bit more skin. Interesting. Yeah, because it's in. Isn't it from a like a distance perspective that you see that? No, it's about the same. They're just like you don't see Bambi cleavage. I think that mm. their way of censoring it, like I was saying, is they just darken the screen. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh, if you really want to see it, you can, but it's like you gotta really, you know, look into it. We'll pay for that later. And like in the manga, the Ashwalan happens while Yuha's still trapped in that fucking cage. Yeah, we, like we talked about last mm. time, is how he breaks out of it. Yeah, that's how he breaks out. Mm. It's so good. And the way they did it in the anime is better. It lets uh, let you you showcase his power a little bit. Well, and I like it from the perspective also where it kind of gave um, Yuha and Ichibi that first kind of bout, you know, where it's like Yuha's like, all right, let me take a whack at this without using the Ashwalan first. He did it, and he was like, that was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need like, this now. It's like, yep, I'm going to have to go ahead and take those powers now. Thank you. Because, I mean, in the manga, he's already used the Ashwalan, so he does get, like, a weird power-up, but it's kind of mm-hmm. bullshit and doesn't matter. Yeah. Now it, it feels so much more impactful. Yeah, because now we get to see basically what his powers were before that. It's like, okay, he definitely can't take each way. He's getting smacked around like a fucking bitch. And then now he does it. He's like, all right, now let's go again. But, you know, still doesn't go well. But Yeah, now it's a last resort instead of a first resort. Yeah. Uh, also, let's just talk about the Ashwalan itself. Holy fuck the colors. Yeah, beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah. And like the chiming of the church bells as the sound effect for basically lasers yeah. coming down from the sky and disintegrating people. Ooh. The soundtrack through both fuck. episodes was really 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 good. The the bells were ringing pretty much all episode. Yeah, it was crazy. Bit. It's like the, the they didn't make the joke. I'm shocked, but like for whom does the bell toll? It tolls for thee, Robert Atkinson. <laughs> yeah, RIP. <laughs> And that's all. That's all my notes for this episode. Okay, I'm sure we'll have a lot more going in episode 26. Yep. So episode 26, the finale episode of Bleach Core Two. Yuha is there front and center. He says, "The time has come. Show your wings, Stern Ritters, which is plural, by the way. I just want to make note: mm-hmm. Stern Ritters, plural, because when I said that, someone was like, you, co- you don't say the S on Stern Ritters.'" It's plural. Okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay, dude. I've been having arguments with people for years about what's the plural of the espada. <laughs> Apparently, it is espadas, but I just call them the espada. Yeah, so you're wrong, Pythes. You espada is sword. Singular. I know. I'm fucking wrong. I just prefer it. <laughs> I thought this was really weird, by the way. Every time something happened, I liked the reaction shots, but they kept cutting back to the rocket. And I'm like, why do you keep showing me the rocket? Like I get like there's maybe they I just want to be like, hey, they're just experiencing tur- like turbulence. But I feel like they show them and it's like Ichigo or Hime, whoever, not a shocked look or anything. Just them rumbles. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they've been through so much. They, it's just like, you know, this is part of the journey. It's like, I don't care. And they did it twice. <laughs> like the second time I was like, why? Why do you keep showing me the, them sitting in the rocket? It's to remind people where the fuck Ichigo is. Yeah. It's like they're coming. They're coming. Don't, don't the you way, worry. Man. Oh, so we see uh, the rocket like I was memeing on and it's looking like it's about to be a fucking 4v6 with squad zero versus Yuha's royal guard that they're all in their standing with Yugurum and Uryu not in their standing by the way. They're just there hanging out. And Yuha says, nobody can take anything away from me. Everything in this world exists for me to take. The Soul King is no exception, which that line made me kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Came off like a fucking spoiled, rotten little kid 
nobody can take away from me. It's like, dude, come on, Yuha. Like, be cooler than that. That's fucking dumb as hell. Ichibei's over there like, you need enough to share with the class. Yeah, it's like, yep. this is why I smack you around. I give you a fucking spanking because you're a little kid, dog. What did the five fingers say to the face, Yuha? <laughs> you will share with the class or you will find yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So they cut to the Soul King and the Crystal, who also, no reaction, no nothing, just like a limp fucking body there. And Yuha shrinks and basically destroys the, now it used to be a floating blue ring, and destroys it and says, let's go, my children. And that's where we get the opening theme start here. We immediately pop back in and we see Oetsu get fucking shot in the shoulder. It was so crazy how quickly they went to that. And Oetsu's like, oh, shit, this must be the new power you gain from the Ashwalan. And the Labaro comes back, fucking smacks back. It's like, uh, well, you actually got two things wrong there. First, this is not an additional power. It's just a power I always had, but I didn't have the time to use earlier. And second is that your body wasn't pierced by a bullet. The Labaro then shoots again as Tenjiro and Kirio jump to block the bullet. And the Labaro continues saying, which is why no matter how many walls you put up, it can't be blocked. And we see Oetsu is shot through the fucking chest. Bro, that <laughs> shit was so hard. Crazy. Dude. And this uh, just, is back to canon material. This part was in the manga. Yeah, yeah. It, Oetsu dies to, uh, right here, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Really crazy. So Lilibaro explains his power here, and he says that he's the X-axis. There's no bullet. It penetrates everything in between the muzzle of my gun and my target, which this is a reveal that comes later. I thought when he gave this first explanation makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. He chooses a target. It goes like it's an X axis. Like it happens. I don't know what crack Oetsu was smoking. I guess maybe let's just say Oetsu was so stunned that he got shot through the chest. He didn't hear the explanation the first time. Cause when he get like, Oetsu's like, well, why didn't it go to you? I was like, you dumb bitch. He literally explained it the first time you met him. Pay attention. <laughs> he was just excited. I have to assume that maybe he was in shock, you know, yeah. and Oetsu wasn't hearing correct. Everybody else heard it. I mean, he just he just got blasted twice. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. It would, it would fumble your brain a little bit. And let's be real. We talked about this last episode. Those are not small bullet holes. Yeah, no, true. God, he got yeah, roasted. Are, you could fit a can through there. Yeah. <laughs> so Tentra like pushes down his paddle into the ground and flashbangs everybody. I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, and Sinjimaru flies off with Oetsu and immediately starts like patching him up, which was just also fucking cool. And then the squad zero all gather back up some power range and shit. They're like, cool, we're ready to go. Let's do it. I do love Oetsu just being like, I'm alive. Yeah, and Tendra's like, um, the five of them, which includes uh fucking Ichibei, of course, are stronger than all the 13 court guard squads put together, which comes back up later. And Kirio begins to summon more wood in the ground, basically separating and enclosing them all again. And now everyone is completely separated, ready for their 1v1s. We have Sinjumara versus Gerard, Pernida versus Kirio, Tinjiro versus Askin, and Oetsu versus Lilibaro. Gerard goes to stab Sinjumara, but it's just a full-on ass puppet. And Sinjumara immediately drops down, pushes him down to the ground, sows his ass into like the fucking wood. Kirio shoots a bunch of seeds at Pernida, slamming him also into the wood. Tanjiro launches red hot spring water everywhere and flashbangs Askin again. <laughs> and with heavenly flash can peek up, but Askin is able to dodge and just running away. And T- Tanjiro's like, yo, fucking stand still. Like, what are you I doing? Love and Askin is like, uh, no, like you're a fatally bad matchup for me. I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. It's so funny, dude. I love Askin. Uh, Oetsu manages to close the gap, basically just dodging the Labaro and he does a slash we cut away we don't see anything and we go back to Ichibei he says don't you realize how generous I've been I only cut half your power for you to save face all Quincy's would lose face if I crushed you while you were at full strength and Ichibei storms forward uses the Hyaparankun and Ichibei throws a blue vein shield around and we get 
they, I thought was fucking cool. Secret Hado Three. Yeah. Tokusatsu. I didn't. I forgot that there were like forbidden or secret techniques. Cool, really cool. And Ishibe manages to absolutely break the shield and grab Yuha by the neck. Fucking hardcore. So Yuha is like, "Oh, you touched me." His blue vein begins to run up his Ishibe's arm, like into his eye. Ishibe just fucking flexes and sends it all shooting back towards Yuha up into his eye. And Ichibe jumps back and says, not only did you trespass the Soul Palace, but you also trespassed the body of Squad Zero, a vessel of the Soul King. Mm-hmm. Dude, incredible lines mm-hmm. and shit. That back and forth is so good. I don't want to have to, I didn't want to have to write it down. So just anytime Ichibe speaks, just assume I wrote down that line goes hard. Yes. Yeah. So I was watching this fight, both episode 25 and parts of episode 26. I, my girlfriend had one of her friends over and she was watching it and she was like, who's the good guy? And I was like, I yep. had to explain to her. It's like, <laughs> technically it's Ichibe, but he's like one of those morally kind of gray characters where it's like, he's a good guy ultimately, but he'll fuck you up. Like, and he has no remorse. And she was watching. It's like, he just seems like a bad guy. And I'm like, that's the point. Like, that's the point. You can see from an outside perspective watching, you'd be like, they're both saying mean shit. Like, it's not like classic stuff like the hero would say, you know? Yep. And it's like, who is the good guy? If you didn't know, you would, you'd have no fucking idea. You would assume. That's true. I think you would assume that Yuha is the good guy. If you watch those episodes with Yuha kind of talking about, like, I don't want things taken away from me. Like, I got to do this to, like, get rid of the Soul King. And each be going, like, no, fuck you. You're like a fucking ant. I fucking hate your guts. I'd be like, oh, oh, okay. That's just good writing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. It, it, you don't really – I you almost, like, root for both sides. Where it's like, oh, man, don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. It's also really, really cathartic considering just how hard Yuha stomped the Soul Society in the first invasion. You watch mm-hmm. him getting grabbed by the neck and thrown around like a bitch. <laughs> That's right. So at this point we get we get painted black Ichimonji and we see the brush tip now kind of flicker. It looks like a blade, it looks like a brush, and Yuha and Ichibe begin slashing at each other and Yuha says, "What's up with that thing? It just splashes ink around and can't cut a thing." Yuha says, "If it's like before, you should already know that I can't rest- or I can restore names and powers through the use of my own powers. You cannot defeat me with that blade." And he says, I'm going to use my... And then just as Yuha begins to speak, he can't remember the name of his sword. Yep. And Ichibe full-on taunts his ass, like puts his hand <laughs> in his ear like, what was that? What's the <laughs> name of that sword? I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's so disrespectful. I, I just like, I would be making the same rude comments if I was fighting yeah, as Ichibe. I was, I was like, damn, Sam is the Ichibe right now. same rude comments. Go ahead. Like saying what the name is. I thought you could heal it. Go ahead. And just the whole time, Yuha's like freaking out. He says... So Ichibe continues like, yeah, your sword has no name. Anything painted over by Ichimanji loses its name, and that without a name has no power. Your sword and your cross have no name. Did you really think you could kill me with those? We cut over to Sinjimaru. Sinjimaru stabs Gerard right in the fucking heart. And Gerard's like, yeah, you can't kill my heart with that little needle. Come on. As he fucking clocks her, dog. Just oh, absolutely. He fucking <laughs> decked her so yeah. hard. That shit made That's me like, laugh, oh. dude. I, ha- I just have a weak spot for random clocks dog just, just like, like out just of like nowhere she wasn't expecting it and then mm-hmm. the best one was still Mashiro. yeah yeah, yeah. Mashiro kicking yeah. punching shoe hey had it from out of nowhere so good and gerard just gets up and goes to like get ready to stomp her out of existence dude i'm like okay all right we see pernida now he's up and on the offensive as curio goes full on skinny mode trying to crush him but it's just not enough as pernida just does his thing and we see tentro 
catch up to Askin. He's like, it's not that we're just a bad matchup, but you're also slower than me. As he attempts to stab Askin, Askin fucking pole vaults over him. And he said, uh, I also said that to the fun or this, the funky guy earlier, but uh, you shouldn't underestimate me as he shoots Tindro in the back with his bow saying it could be fatal. Ooh, so good. I love the fucking Askin wordplay. Lethal, fatal, yes. deadly, deadly. Usually it's I cringe. So at that. good. It's so not funny. with him, man. He he does it so well. It's because I think he also knows it's dumb, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna do it all the time." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is part of it. Where it's like, you know, it's kind of like when everybody started saying YOLO. Okay, yeah. everybody started off originally making fun of it, like, "Oh, that's so cringe," and then you say it more and more and more, and it's like, now I'm a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'm part of. This. I'm part of the issue. Where it's like, <laughs> it goes back to like with fucking Askin, where. Oh yeah, I hate my power. Like it kind of sucks. You know, it's embarrassing. He's like, here I am. Like fucking do lethal. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. So I now unironically say shit is cringe. Yeah, yeah. I know it sneaks up on you. You always start saying it first. Like I'm never gonna say that. Then you start saying it ironically, and then now it's part of your vocabulary. All right. So we go back, and we now we see Owetsu didn't actually hit the Libaro, and he's like, "What the fuck did my blade slip right through?" And the Libaro says he's actually just gotten used to your speed by now. Owetsu jumps back. And Lilibar goes to shoot, but notices directly behind Oetsu is Yuha. So Oetsu slashes, but we see Oetsu actually took the shot and shot him right through the stomach. And this is what I was referring to later. Oetsu's like, why would you take the shot if Yuha was right there? Like he's And he's unarmed. Or he's unharmed. And Lilibar says, as I fucking said earlier, like per my last email, my X-axis penetrates everything in between the muzzle of my gun and my target. And then we see Oetsu you know, kind of fall to the ground. Fucking idiot, Oetsu. Yep. Like, I, I honestly, as a viewer, I was like, come on. Even I got that the first go. Uh, you just want to go. It's real simple, Oetsu. He shoot and he hit. And if it's anything past the zone that he told you, it goes nowhere. It's not a bullet. Like, he already said that. So we go back to Yuha and we see that he's like, fine. I guess I'll steal your power. Then he does Sankt Alter. And we see black ink begin to pull from Ichibei's body and turns Ichibei into an old looking motherfucker. I was like, Santa. Yeah. And Yuha's flame begins like basically growing. And Yuha says, your black has now become my power as he launches a blue flame at Ichibei and it just engulfs him. We see all of Squad Zero now rounded up in front of Yuha's royal guard. And Gerard is like, come on, you call this being stronger than all the 13 court guard squads? Oetsu says, we've yet to use the full strength of even one court guard squad yet. And Oetsu immediately calls for everybody to stand back up. Oetsu then nominates Sinjimaru and says, you'll be the one to kill them. Kirito says, since you have a thousand arms, six should be easy. Oetsu says, we'll show you how Squad Zero gets serious. So Oetsu, Kirito, Tendro all cut their own necks. And we see three candles in this little room begin to burn out as Sinjimaru begins glowing with power. And Sinjumara says that even the slightest use of their powers would cause the heaven and the earth of the three worlds to tremble. Because of that, we linked our lives to one another to seal away our true swords. And now in exchange for the three of our lives, the blood oath seal has been broken. Prepare yourselves. And he says, and she says, Bonkai, as we see a golden gate appear behind her and begin to transform into what I assume is like kind of an old school sewing machine. It's, kind of yeah, it's, it's like the loom. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like the, the thing they had in Wanted where they could see all yeah. the fates, you know. Um, Fuck that so, movie. We'll pause here for a second. That description of power and how that works and how they bound themselves to each other is a fucking 10 out of 10 excuse for Squad Zero getting roasted. Absolutely. Yeah. A fucking yeah. 10 out of 10. I don't remember if that was the manga or no. if that was in Campfire World. Was it in any of those? Uh, them being able to wake up when you call their name was in Campfire Your Own World. Okay, but the fact that they like bound themselves to each other is not in Campfire Your Own World? Uh. I think it might be, but I'm going to be honest. 
the explanation she gives here is way more detailed okay. as to oh, why okay. they did. So yeah, that where they're like, yeah, listen, we literally threw away our true swords. We can't use our full powers unless three of us are dead. And then one of us can use it because we're so powerful is insane to think about. And another thing to know, I put this on my end of uh, episode notes. She mentions that if they were to use it, it would shake basically the three worlds. You know, it, it would fuck all that up. Where this puts into perspective now with Yama. You remember when Yama used his Bankai, it shook just soul society. Yeah. And that yeah. was a big thing. Theirs does all three. They're like, yeah, we can't fuck around. That's how much more powerful Squad Zero is compared to even someone like Yama. That's fucking hard. This is so much better because we are told all the time in the manga Squad Zero is the shit. And mm -hmm. so, you know the shot where uh, Karinji and Kirio, they block uh, or they try and block the yes. X-axis and they fail? That's it. They're not seen again there. Squad Zero is just dead. That's it. See, this is so good. And that's why I'm saying I think now you have to watch the anime. Like, how could you go? Like, if you were to – I think if you have one person we, – we set up a, a test group. One person only reads the manga. One person only reads the anime. You would come out with two totally different opinions of Squad Zero. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. the, the anime did it better. Yeah, Squad Zero got clowned on so hard by me and everyone else for talking mad shit and then getting trashed. There's, there's, you can talk and then you can show up and actually do, and they are doing right now. Yeah, and it's the way, and especially the power we get to see from Sinjumaru is fucking incredible, which we'll touch on coming up here. But that explanation to me is the biggest fucking W that they have added to Bleach Thousand Blower as a whole so far. That explanation is so fucking good. I paused it for a second. I was just like writing it down. I'm like, they fucking cooked with that. Like that, they, whoever thought of that, Kubo, someone at the writer's desk, amazing addition. Yeah, they solidified their power. Mm -hmm. I thought it was insane. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's such an easy explanation. How come they didn't just go all out and win? Well, if they did, they would destroy everything. Well, yeah. So, How come they didn't use their shikais? How come they didn't use their bonkais? Which is something I've been saying them for a long time. They why didn't why didn't they? Why didn't they use their bonkais? They have to have them if they were captains and they made their way up there. We can't. We threw them away. We're mm -hmm. so fucking powerful. We can't. And it makes so much sense. How come they fought in these little these little fights they just had earlier? They were trying to avoid having to shake the earth. But you know, I yeah, guess okay. it can't they, be avoided. We get the reaction shot too right after that. You get the shot and everything is shaking and you're like, oh, fuck. She was telling the truth, actually. Yeah, which, yeah. by the way, we get to see Ichigo and Udi's dad, which is also a fucking 10 out of 10 choice for people to show yep. reacting because it's both sides. It's Udi and it's Ichigo, and we see both their dads reacting to it. In the a, a, Incredible choice. Again, mm -hmm. I, I, I got to say, you know, Kubo was hyping these, these episodes up. He made great decisions. And like you see uh, other people, you see like Ichigo's sisters, and they don't know what's going on. They're just like, "Oh, an earthquake!" And then you see Ichigo and Uyo's dad, and they're like, "Oh, fuck!" Because they know what's going on. Yep, yep. Really cool. And I liked the classic symbolism where it's both sides. They're, they're both of them are probably like, both of them are simultaneously probably thinking, "I hope Ichigo's okay. I hope Uyo's okay." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their or, fathers like wondering about their kids. Well, to be fair for Ryukin, he's probably like. I'm sure he was fine. Goes back to <laughs> goes back to smoking. Well, it's really you know you think about it. It's probably a fucking uh, all around win scenario for Uriu because 
most, I would say, let's give it a 75%. 75% of Soul Reapers will not kill Udyu due to his connection with Ichigo. Yeah. So true. he kind of has like diplomatic immunity. You know, the Squad Zero will roast him if yeah. they don't give a shit. But and anybody tried. down below, he's got diplomatic immunity. You know, yep. <laughs> so he's fine. They'll just capture his ass. Oh, well, uh, depends on if you're Squad 12. Okay, yeah. Yeah, true. yeah, true, true, true. true. My Yuri is probably rubbing his hands because like he can't wait to fuck with this guy yeah. again. He's probably like, please, Udyu, come to me, please. I'll find him somehow. <laughs> so uh back to the Bankai that's happening. We get the thing and a whole bunch of curtains drop down from the ceiling. Here we get the name. I'm gonna try my fucking best here. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, I hope he tries to pronounce this. <sighs> Shitatsu Karagara Shigaram Minotsuji. I tried my best. I stumbled there. Um and that's where we get all of the reaction shots happen here. And she begins going thump, thump, rattle, rattle, which was in the poem that mm-hmm. was in the end of the last episode. As Sinjumar steps forward, and the first person that we see is Lilibaro, the first victim. And he finds himself trapped in kind of like a, um, kind of a hexagon kind of filled with mirrors. And Sinjumar says, unravel one hank, an abundant blooming of eyes. And Lilibaro panics and begins to shoot as he just ends up shooting himself. Then we go, uh, Sinjumara says, sightless be to any who gaze upon their might. We cut over now to Askin. She says, unravel two Hanks. As we see Askin caught in the uh, kind of like a similar fortress. I don't think he has the mirrors, though. And spikes appear underneath Looks Askin's like the Iron Maiden almost. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she says, armor of blade steals. The walls begin to come down and form that Iron Maiden that we saw. Then we go to Pernida, the next victim coming up. Unravel three Hanks. Bowels of the black sand. He basically just gets black like sand. Nothing really exciting with Pernidas, unfortunately. And lastly, or not lastly, lastly of the Royal Guard, we get Gerard. She says unravel four Hanks. His curtains begin to wrap around him, freezing Gerard, which I thought very interesting that they mm-hmm. went they with chose the to freeze him instead very interesting maybe a uh, hint hint nod nod to how Gerard will actually get roasted later the three piece combo yeah so I think that I, I like to think that was maybe I am not smart enough to put all this together but what if each of these rooms relates to how they will be defeated later I was thinking about that and like I couldn't put it together but but for Gerard I'm like well you can't kill him, but you can make him just not move. Yeah. 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 And we know the boy that comes to fight Gerard, Tosh. So I thought uh, his that was older brother. Uh, yeah, you're right. yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not really him. So I thought that was a little <laughs> interesting. And I was like, mm, it's like maybe they're doing something here. Not I don't have the memory close enough to start to piece that together. So maybe someone in the comments go through and watch each of the, the Hanks. After we're done, because this anime is over, I'm just going to go reread the Blood War so I can know. Okay, there you so go. I'll be, so I'll be <laughs> ready for next year. Okay, good, good, good. So we go now to Ugram, which, by the way, Burning Fields, he fights Baz B. That's yep. obviously not how he dies, but, um, and I, spoiler, you know, Burning Fields as the curtains around Ugram begin to light a blaze, and Ugram's still like trying to slash these flames because he's seeing visions of Sinjamaru in him. Yep. Doesn't do anything. His fucking flames, dumbass, as he gets involved or engulfed. And then we get Unravel Six Hanks is Udyu, star of the Dark Knight. He gets the fucking coolest name. And he gets, I wasn't exactly sure what was happening here. He gets his soul sucked into the, like a Sternritter cross is what happens there? Question mark. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I kind of thought maybe it's his soul being sucked into the Sternritter cross. Kind of his symbolism is kind of like he sold his soul to the Sternritter. Oh, that, yeah, I can Might, see that. Makes sense. I was seeing it as like maybe that's his greatest fear. He's okay. all, just yeah. kind of all the shit with, that way. Yeah, all the shit with Yuha comes to pass like he fears and he can't do anything. So maybe that's yeah. it. 
Okay, that makes sense. That I like that. I like that I take like as that well. So, uh, Sinjamara continues saying, now take a quick look, you villains, as I bind off and release the cloth from this loom. And this is the most ridiculous word I've ever seen typed out in my fucking life. Did you guys see that long word that she said right there? Holy shit. When it popped up, I was like, I'm not even going to try. I looked looked at that and made a conscious decision to not write that down. Just go, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote the whole thing. That's Sam's job. Kushiki, Iuki, Monohara. All one word, though. So maybe editor Sam cut the spaces out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just make it very uh, seamless. Just... Fade it together, cut the spaces out. Um, after she says that ridiculous word, we see six curtains fall from the roof and pull into flame, and we see the, the outline of all of the stern runners into them, and basically how they were defeated. I thought that was really sick. Fucking sick. The visuals, man. It, it really knocked it out of the park. That is amazing. What a great fucking scene with Sinjamara's Bankai. So cool. So, so, so cool. And I love the finale. I also like that her bankai, you see her walking around at one time and you can see that each one leads to a room. She yeah. has all these rooms all the way over. And I like that she basically has the opportunity to go fuck with it. She looks like a torture chamber. She goes and fucks with each one. She personally goes and oversees both of, all of their deaths, then fucking weaves them into her curtain showing how they died. I'm like, that is the cool. threads of life, man. Super Dude, she, cool. She was by far the member of Squad Zero that got shafted the most in the manga. Yeah, I remember she, you didn't see much of her. They gave her everything in this. And it's Kubo came best. in with the Uno reverse card was like, here you go, baby. This is the shit. This is the shit Kubo's been promising. Since- yeah, yeah, it is true. Since it ended. That's what we were talking about last episode where I feel like, and it came true, this was the, the first bits where I really feel like Kubo has improved on what he said. Where like the previous ones was changing stuff like that. He's made slight alterations. He's put the Shinji Bankai in there for a little bit of hype, give him a little bit of scene. This is the first time where we have seen such drastic changes. And it's not just the expansion of a fight. It's, hey, we never know what this character's Bankai is. How about we get to see it in full crazy detail? This was stuff that he was promising when he was making the original Thousand Blower manga. I remember when it got announced that he was doing the final arc. And one of the things that Kubo was quoted for was, you will see everybody's powers by the end of this. Like, I'm going to show because yeah. it's the final arc. Like, don't you guys worry. We're going to show it all. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. But uh, this now he's making good on, like, at least some of it. And now he knows that also he has the hell arc. So why does he need to show it all right here? If baby? he wants yeah. to ever come back yeah. to it. I, I was just getting hyped for the guys making BBS because I was like, no, yeah. have you guys played with the Sinjumaro character? Do I, any, any of you have her? Yeah, I just I has shields. Have her. Yeah, her shit is bare bones. Because what what can you get from the manga? She has stitching. That's it. Yeah. Like, oh man, the new the new model they're going to release for her eventually is going to go hard. Her bankai okay, model. Well, let's not go too crazy. They're not going to make no new fucking model. They're going to reuse the same model and just give her new abilities. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem, Pythes. You're part of the problem. I'm part of the dude. I wailed so hard to get the new Bambi. Ugh. Ugh. Did you uh, roll on this uh, the Halloween banner? Oh, no. Fuck that. I saw that shit get posted. Who was, was on like, it? And pass. Uh, fucking uh, Noel. And, uh, it's fucking, the same, too. It's Noel. Yeah. Uh, Noel looks fucking fire, though. Nah. I have never have I ever seen something with fucking three episodes of an anime get so many goddamn units. People love Kubo's work. Because what else do you have? Anybody from Bleach. Like, that's crazy, uh, man. Uh, when's When am I going to get Hellark Eba? Yeah. yeah, like come on, that's easy pickings. When am I gonna get swimsuit Yama? Like <laughs> he's in a speedo. <laughs> like what the fuck? 
Oh wait, no, he's a loincloth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, no, it's swim. It's a dual unit swimsuit Yama and Sasakibe, and Sasakibe is in the speedo because he's a Westaboo. Yes, that, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Pythes, you're hired to be on the team. Take <laughs> over. Okay, so while you while you were talking about the description, I looked up what the fuck a Hank is from the description. Okay, oh, thank you. This thank is you. Good. It is a coil of yarn, hair, or rope. A thick ah. hank of blonde hair. Measurements oh, cool. says a measurement of the length per unit slash math mass of cloth or yarn varies according to type being measured. Blah blah blah. So it's a measurement. You are this. Okay, hank. sick. Cool. That's cool. At first, I was like, is that a Japanese word or what? <laughs> it's like my grandpa's name is Hank. I'm like, it's fucking my favorite pizza place is Hank. So <laughs> Hank's is so good. <laughs> so it's throwing me off, dog. So we cut to Yuha now, who begins to walk away from Ichibei, thinking, yo, hey, a fucking GG, I stole your powers. And we see Ichibei is just completely fine, back to his regular young age. <laughs> and Ichibei says that his power is black, unless he, un- or once he unleashes Ichimanji, oh no, unless he un- releases it, unless he releases Ichimanji, Soul Reapers, Quincy's, the dead, and the living, it doesn't matter who you are, all the black in the world become mine, as Ichibei fucking slashes Yuha, Yuha becomes completely painted in black paint. Ichibei says, Yuha, or the one who used to be Yuha. Losing your name must be agonizing. How about I give you a new a new name? He says, Shinuchi, Shirafude, Ichimanji, or if he had to use a more modern term, Bankai. Ichibei's brush tip is now turned white. And Ichibei says, this was the first evolved Zanpakuto, far before Bankai even existed in the world. This sword can etch a new name on whatever is painted over by Ichimanji, as he gives Yuha the name Black Ant. And he <laughs> says, your power is like that of a black ant that crawls on the ground, a frail and fleeting life. Uh, Black Ant responds and says, I never imagined. And Ichibei says, yes, you couldn't have imagined the difference in our powers. And this is where your fate ends. You will bear the weight of the lives of the, all the Soul Reapers you killed and be crushed to death like the Black Ant that you are. As he summons a giant foot and fucking smashes Yuha through the ground. Yuha starts to plummet through the air. Ichibei says, King of Bugs, farewell as he summons two more big hands smashing in midair. Yuha, a.k.a. Black Ant, falls through the air as Ichibei lands back on the platform, looking at the giant seal right before where the Soul King is resting, and it ends. Ooh. That's it. Um, we'll, we'll, go, we'll talk about this before we go to the end credit scene. Fucking weird place to end. Really, really weird. For me, unfortunately, Dude. leakers were already posting this. And I was like, <laughs> this cannot be the end. I got on. I don't know if you saw my Twitter post. I got on the Twitter. I saw everybody raging. So I did like a Twitter post like, man. It was the night before. So I thought everybody was going to be, like, fucking good to go, like, hyping. And it was a war happening on my timeline of, like, the usual guys, like the boys that are always hyping up uh, Bleach. Fuck you. Don't listen to this. Wait till the episode comes out. I just sent, man, I logged on trying to see if everybody's hyped for Bleach. My face when I see everybody, you know, fucking raging. And one guy was like, don't even open Twitter until tomorrow. I was like, yeah. hey, word up, word up, done. It's <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Honestly, I'm kind of okay with it ending here. Why? Uh, it is quite literally the exact opposite of how season one ended. Explain. Season one ends with the Quincy's having stomped everybody so hard that Ichigo had to go through a massive training arc, and then we just get a bunch of exposition and like character development. This goes with, hey, those dudes that seemed invincible, they are now dead on the ground. What's going to happen next episode? So the only thing that I saw somebody saying that is potentially good about this ending is that like the next season three... It's going to begin with, like, you know, we all know what happens to Ichibei and all that shit. But it's going to go fucking crazy from the get-go. The first episode is going to go insane. Yeah. It's going to be nonstop action for so, a minute. 
let's let's talk after credit scene and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the whole thing okay um so after credit scene here we get cone cone makes his reappearance finally yes so the king of new york cone makes his appearance (laughs) and they're bringing back the quote mega popular illustrated guide to soul reapers and um we see you know there's a couple scenes that happen here too we see Squad 12 Barracks, the scene that we saw in the anime of Ishigo and Miri talking about repairing the Zanpakuto. But we get a lot of more cone scenes here where we see Buff Cone have his moment and Ichigo. All, cone, dude. all this the just stuff, cracks me up. All of these after these just jokes they cut from the manga. Yeah. And I think he goes meta and says, like, you know, it's been kind of serious, but, yeah. you know, I think, yeah. you know, a little well, spin on at it. At one point, Miri and Ichigo being talking, he's like, no, they're going back to canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go to Ruki and Renji back when they were training with Squad Zero and they're reminiscing about how horrible it was to be in Sinjamaru's area and how Ruki says she was stripped naked. It was so horrible. And Renji begins to remember what was happening. And Ruki's oh, like, don't, God. Renji, don't, don't. And we see Sinjamaru basically telling Renji to strip naked. He's like, no, no, I'm good. Like, it's like, I will fucking rip your balls off, basically, if you're not strip naked. He's like, okay. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll get naked. It's because yeah. the loincloth, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, no, no end poem. And that's the full end of this episode. So I know people are mad that it was not animated. They'll fix it in the Blu-ray, probably. I don't think so. So I know Pythes and I talked a little bit on Twitter because I posted. I I wanted people's legitimate thoughts because I know that's going to be controversial. That scene was four minutes long. Yeah, Yeah, it was four minutes long. So when I first watched it, I was like, fuck, this is long. And then I was like kind of watching them do the talking bubbles. Like, I got bored. I got bored watching that. Um, and then I was like watching it. It kept going. It kept going. It kept going. It was like, dude, that is fucked up. That could have been four minutes of anime that we got or of anything else that we could have got. So when I got to watch it, I was like, that is so, it feels so weird to me that that was there. I obviously, I've been saying since we started this fucking thing, I miss the funny parts, you know? And a lot of like what we talked about last week, a lot of the funny parts from the OG anime was in the fucking after credit scene, like the, the, the illustrated, illustrated guys, the fucking things. communions and stuff with Gin explaining yeah. the spot and stuff like that. I love that shit. This was not it for me. Not it for me. Um, found out later when I was trying to search what the fuck was up with that. They are having production issues with the anime currently. So the big theory to that is the reason that the scene was added and it was so long is just due to production issues. Uh, well, that would make sense then. I feel like it's a it's to whet your appetite. Hey, we're going to do it for the next core. But here, here's just we, we, we voiced the funny parts we cut. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see that even as being like we already had these voice lines laying around. Let's get our they were fucking, just might as well use yeah, them. Let's get our intern to throw that in on the the end, you know, the the quick end credit thing. I don't think they will fix it. I think they will keep it exactly as is in the Blu-ray. No, I mean like when they actually bring it back proper. Oh, oh, oh. I see, I see, I see. I'm assuming they will have it at at the end of next season. I don't know if they'll continue it, but I could see it. I now. Would you guys be upset or would you guys care if they continue it, but it's still the same format of talking heads? I'd be fine. I was it's happy okay to me, uh, but I would have I would have liked the little animation stuff, even if it wasn't as detailed. Yeah, I would have preferred anime, but like I was just happy to hear the thing I, I missed that they wasn't in the anime just be added, even if in this form. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I, I feel like if they bring it back, keep it to a minute, minute and a half. You know, four minutes to me is egregious. That was one of the things where I got done watching the episode. I was like, I didn't like that. I did not like that that was at the end of the episode. I would have much rather have it ended and like that be fucking it. It was because it was two segments long. 
usually like a minute is how yeah. long one of those would have gone. I agree. I think if it was one segment they gave us there, I would have been much more happy. But it was two segments, and I got like I said, I got bored. Just give I got me bored one minute. watching that. Just give me one minute segments at the end of each episode. I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. I agree with all of that. Because I love those. Like I said, I love those scenes from the OG. But watching this one and it not be animated. And it's obviously stuff that was from the manga that we talked about for a long time. I was fucking like, ah. I was just like, now that's the, our representation of that scene, which better than nothing. You know, True. but fuck, I was bored. That also plus it immediately follows like the craziest ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, jarring, I guess you could say. But uh, it's just, they. I, I mean... I would have so much rather had four minutes more of an episode. Like that's the, that's the thing. And I, obviously it's not the same people working on that. I get it. And it helps with production issues where they can kind of put that filler in the back end. But I would have rather have gotten four minutes of anything else. Well, here's, here's my question to you. What would we have used the four minutes for? I know. That's why I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't know. There's anything too much. Oh, I got it. Be- I got oh. it. I got it. Robert Accutron's death. <laughs> was what we could have used the four minutes for. Absolutely. Like, like, and, what the fuck? And I don't mean animate the entire scene. I mean, I want four minutes of him just dissolving and screaming the whole time. <laughs> just screaming the whole time? Yeah, oh, the whole time. God. Like, man, if we're going to do talking heads, like, just throw Robert Accutron on there real quick and just change just, it to a skeleton yep. real quick. Like, out of the fucking tram ride on Universal. Just be like, look, I found this guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, so I was walking around just poking a skeleton. Yep. Like, yeah. I want someone to, like, pull him out on, like, a mine cart. Or, like, uh, another cool scene. This would be too much animation, which is, like, this is kind of the hard thing because they clearly did it to save save money. And it, it we'll, we're going to talk about this, but the season, season three trailer is already out. Yeah, so they were up. clearly working on that shit. They have that stuff good to go. Um, I think it would have been cool to maybe see Cone walking around from his POV, you know? Uh, oh, like that would have been hilarious. Kind of like what we got with Ichigo when he first broke back into the Soul Society, mm-hmm. the first person shot, but from Cone's perspective. Okay, no, so you just no, you just remake the whole scene, but it's Cone. Yeah. There's yeah. an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where it's from a Danny DeVito's point of view. Yeah, that'd be sick. It would sick. just be like that. That'd be sick. Is that point of view three feet off the ground? Yeah, exactly. Did everything he, the camera's looking straight up at everybody's <laughs> faces. Okay, no, but for real, I really want a scene of Buff Cone in the rain and Biaki going, Save us, Cone. <laughs> it's that just all so in Cone's funny. head. He's like, "I got you." Important scenes, but it's Cone. That he replaces everything with himself, and as be... he's telling the story to like young Soul Reapers, Yamamoto comes in. And he's like, "It's Cone. There's no better security because I'm here." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim, pa- no Ichigo comes down to save Kimpachi, but it's Cone and Cone's theme yeah. is playing. We finally get Cone Pachi in Kone the Pachi. anime. Cone yeah. yes. Pachi. Yeah, that's too cool to be real. <laughs> we have him somewhere around here. He's, right there. He's on the set. Oh yeah, yeah. We we have we have a cone stuffed animal that lost an arm, and then we have it lost a, its battle to yeah, Sam's dog. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we have a uh, ninja head, a Naruto headband wrapped around one of his eyes, like cone. And we've always called him Cone Bachi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just created that. We need to get him a little uh, yeah. captain's cloak. Yeah. Okay, I've just improved the scene. Okay, okay so Co- Cone is Ichigo, and he's coming down to save Kimpachi, but Kimpachi is the ambassador seaweed. There we hey. go. Yes. No, I love Ambassador all of this. Seaweed was uh, Byakuya. Replace yeah. it that way. I love all of this. And then we have uh, Rukia's Banka being her little chappy drawings. Yeah. Oh, dude. Incredible. And then it, as not isn't dying because of the eyes, he's like, I hate this art. And he just it's kills. too cute. <laughs> and he just explodes. 
Incredible all the way through. Incredible. Um, hey, guys making bleach, hire us. Yeah. Just we, we just want to be like in the writer's room where they're just spitballing. We don't want any other inclusion. You know? We yeah. just want to be in the spitball phase. Did you hear the thing those guys said? Yeah. God damn it. Genius. No, it'd be me and Jose. Sam would get kicked out immediately because he would he'd walk up to Kubo, shake his hand, and go, so the bounce, right? <laughs> He's like exile, and you could see yourself. I'm like, hey, listen, I'll bait him around. I'll tell like a five minute long in depth setup story, and at the very end, who do who do we see? God, Koga. Oh, the last surviving of the bounce make his appearance, and they're like, okay, and you're gone. And he's making some bullshit on the ground like a pentagram, like, I will resurrect you, Karia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron Tao shows up. She comes through one of the Avenger portals, and she's created a whole army of bounce now. She's yep. resurrected a, them from the ground. There's a whole new level of them. Mm-hmm. No, it's a whole army of just the fish guy. It's like the scene in Lord of the Rings where Aragorn shows up with the army of the dead, but it's yeah. all bounce. Like, I'm running off of the And ship. they're all ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not cool bleach ghosts, but they're all just like, ooh, and they, they got like a little <laughs> spirit tail. Yeah. yeah, perfect. I could just see Sam, like me and Jose are sitting in the meeting and Sam's outside having to hold that water bucket like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we pitch uh, Robert again getting uh, annihilated. Yeah. It's like, listen, guys, they come back to you like, listen, guys, we have bad news. We're going to have to cut the Robert Atkinson scene. No, no, no. That has to be in. damn it, guys. Why? That is important to the lore for things you don't understand until later. (laughs) No, no. We're pissed about it. And Kubo walks up, taps us on the shoulder, whispers in our ear, wait till the hell arc. (laughs) (laughs) He's there. Yeah. Or just whispers, he's not dead yet. And then just walks away. He will return. Yeah, there we oh go. Back God. to the OG. It returns in uh, core four. All right. Pythes, do you want to touch base on anything that you want to talk about for the finale, episode 26? Anything we missed? Uh, I was sad there was no, like, last last episode opening JoJo moment. I know you guys don't watch JoJo. Uh, when, like, the when the big bad's, like, power is revealed, like, the last episode of a JoJo season, like, the opening changes dramatically to work around that power. That's cool. Oh, interesting. It's like, it like a guy that can reverse time. And so for like the last three episodes, the opening plays out and then it is reversed and then it plays again. Oh, that's cool. Oh. So I thought maybe they'd do that, but hey, it was cool. Uh, let's see. Something so- talked about that. They used Eisen's theme. They yeah, used... they did. And I was uh, going to be. I was going to be mad, but it was like kind of a sick remix, so I was just vibing. <laughs> they did. They had a whole guitar solo in the middle of it. Like the drums were kicking. It was yeah. awesome. It was uh, metal. I'm set, Sam. I'm disappointed you didn't mention the best line in this entire season is a uh, wetsuit coming back to life and saying, Dead morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, w- at a certain point, like pretty early on, I was writing so much fucking notes. I was like, okay, I'm going to start jumping around a little bit here and not quote for quote the entire anime. And this is just me going to be me saying some shit and being wrong. People in the comments feel free to roast the shit out of me. When Yuha was putting his, uh, like the blute inside of, uh, Ichibe? I- Ichibe, is that how he got the Almighty back? Because he went specifically for the eyes. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking too. I- are you talking about later? Is that how he gets it back? Or, like, did he get it back right in that moment? Uh, fucking spoilers. So the episode ends, like, directly in the middle of a chapter. 
and like the end of that chapter is he uses the Almighty. Mm. Ah, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm Maybe. wondering because like then Ichibe reverses it and it goes straight to Yuha's eyes. Like, was this part of his plan, or am I just crazy? Maybe I could see them explaining that because yeah. they've already shown that he steals shit by doing that, which is an anime only scene that they set up. So I could see them explaining that. So I could either be the most correct ever or the most wrong. That's how we like to live our lives, baby. Let's go. Just, so Flip we move a coin. So here's another one. We all know Kubo loves. He loves Western music. He loves rock. He's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Ichibei's release command is paint it black. Yeah. Because of course. Because of course it would be. <laughs> uh, Ichimanji is literally just the kanji for the number one. Oh, cool. Ah, cool. okay, sick. And just a cool manga detail. Uh, when they're doing the thing where he's covered Yuha's sword in ink, uh, and he's trying to say the name of the sword, but he can't because he's taken it. All all that shit is just covered in ink in the manga. Cool. Yeah, the speech bubble's really covered cool. over. Sick. And I only just now noticed that Pranida's wings are hands. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that and I was like, oh, yeah. well, that's good foreshadowing. When Yuha is getting clapped by Ichigate, Ichigate, yeah, fuck it, Ichigate. <laughs> He's getting clapped by Ichigate in more ways than one. That's not even the end of chapter 609. We still have the entire rest of the next year for the fight to finish. Damn. Okay. Yep. Remember when we were talking about, like, where the fuck is the series going to end? Yep. We were so We were so off. off. But it's like... I don't think anybody would have expected for it to end there. I don't know if anybody would fucking call that they're going to end there. I think I said it was going to end with them going up to the Soul Palace. I think, Sam, you said right after this fight. Yeah. Jose, yep. I don't know what you said. I think I said Aizen. You yeah. said Aizen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. We were all as wrong as possible. I was the most <laughs> wrong. Everyone wishes it was Aizen. Oh, God. Aizen will return. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do like the tease and the the season three trailer. Oh yeah, you want to talk about season three they trailer? Just, then? They you... just show his chair. Yeah, they show his chair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and it's all incredible. I care so about. Also, I think I have it here. There's a yeah, new visual. The new visual. Already, yeah, and it straight up says streaming 2024, which is good news. Love that. It's a Udu, of course, looking real good to go. And season three is gonna be called the conflict. Is what it's gonna be called. Um, there's a full on ass teaser already out. Like. Which this, they did this last year as mm-hmm. well. Um, some stuff that we noticed in there. Obviously, Eisen's chair is fucking front and center. You see Pernida. Pernida, yes. Um, we see a glee, a brief glimpse of Ganju, Ichigo, Orhime, and Chad. Yep. And Yoruichi, of course, arriving to the Soul Palace. There is a quick scene in there of Yuha with the Almighty. Yeah, I, well. I did see yep. that. And then it looks like, I don't know if you guys saw, it looks like Uryu is going to be the one that escapes in Jumara's Bankai. Yeah. Because there's a quick little scene of him standing in Sinjumara's Banka, like in the main hall area where we saw Sinjumara shooting an arrow. So I assume he will be the one that escapes that. And kills her. Yeah. Dude. Okay, so we were talking mad shit about how we don't view Uryu as an equal to Ichigo. If he's the one that gets out of this Bankai and beats her, I think that'll fix the problem. True. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which we've said since, or at least I said since the beginning, is he needs to make a fucking hard choice. He needs to beat them. But here's how they could ruin that. Okay, so one, Uryu needs to beat Sinjimaru full on fucking kill Sinjimaru, okay? It needs to be he glacks her through the dome. Like fucking Mayuri style, okay? Yeah. Number two, he can't know that they're going to revive. 
if we find out that Udyu knew fucking Squad Zero was going to revive and they can't be destroyed unless they destroy their other shit, that's bullshit. Because then that weakens it again. So to my knowledge, Pythes, maybe you, you can chime in. I don't think Udyu finds that out. I don't think so. No, that in I, fact, I don't okay. think he goes any, full force, right? Nobody finds that out except for Shunsui. Okay, good. So as long as we don't find out Uryu in his fucking great grandpappy's book realized that oh, Squad Zero can't be killed, da 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 da, and that's why he did it, then ten out of ten that will fix it. They really will, and especially with the power that we saw of Sinjumaro basically shaking all the worlds, and Uryu's the one to take her out. Then that sets a whole new level of like, okay, Uryu is fucking cracked, you know really really strong i'd be so down for that i can't wait for him to get the bow with like the this splits into four yeah yeah it's gonna be really cool so they could do some crazy shit and the fact that the series ends with fucking sinjumar's bankai still active immediately by default means reading more anime original scenes the moment the anime comes back yeah it's gonna be so good Mm -hmm. also i just want to shout out my final my final note is I just wrote Cone out here speaking truth about all the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season three trailer looks incredible. A lot of CG usage in there, but I dig it. It's kind of stylish. I also like they use kind of old-timey music. Yeah, they yeah. did. It, it seemed a little bit more classic, but with a modern yeah. twist. It's cool. It's really cool. They did a really good job. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get anything about Burn the Witch with a lot of the rumors and stuff I going we around coming to up. get it in October, Yeah, which is tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe they'll do it the day after. They don't want to steal Bleach's Thunder, which is good. I but, was gonna, um, I was gonna say like it, that'd be kind of weird. Like we, the episode came out today. Like for me, it came out too. Like for me, it came out like four hours ago. You know what I was thinking the moment that I saw the trailer and then I saw this visual that's up here of Udio. Can't wait to get that poster anime expo next year, dude. <laughs> I was thinking the same fucking thing. I, I immediately yeah. saw that because this poster. Mirrors the original orange one. Do we have one? Um, um I, I can go. One on my knee. I have one right here. So that poster fucking mirrors the OG orange Ichigo one. Look yeah, at that. It, it really does. We can put them side by side. Fucking way cool. So if we get that one, ooh, you know what we need to do, Jose? So we already have the English dub voice actor of uh, Rukia that signed our orange one. We gotta we then get need to Ichigo. go get. No, well, obviously we need to get Ichigo's as well. That's a good point as well. But we need to then get on the Uryu poster, obviously Uryu's signature, but then like Yuha's signature and like all the Stern all Raiders the, to sign on Stern, that one. Uh, Stern Raiders on one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be hard. We got to hunt them down. Yeah. Where, where do you yeah. get all the wrong car to sign? Yeah, that's a toughie. That's even that, harder. Maybe, maybe one of the uh, the posters will be Grimjow or something. <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah. where does Eisen sign if you get Eisen's voice actor? He'll sign on anything. I don't well, give a that fuck. He would sign on the Core 2 one where they're, they're both on there. There's both Ichigo and Uryu on that one. But Eisen is in there for like three seconds. Don't that's you want all we need. To, <laughs> don't you want him to be in there? Hey, maybe Core 4 will be Eisen's poster. Dude, if we got an Eisen poster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want them to do like the world's shittiest like um star wars level poster for bleach you know where like all the characters are doing their poses you have some that like the big floating head in the background and we, i want to do classic we could do that wars. sam yeah. i want that someone should go back and make those for each core because you could do like core one and have yama obviously very focused like core top. two squad zero a lot in it and then you know go on and so forth that'd be fucking cool it's like a, uh the avengers posters that they released yeah, yeah for yeah. endgame and stuff yeah Dude, I'll tell you what I want. The core, the core four poster needs to be a giant looming Yuha in the background. In the foreground, it's Ichigo and Aizen standing shoulder to shoulder. That'd be sick. 
Yo. That'd be really sick. Totally down for that. There's people that make posters for stuff like that, where they like make movie posters. Yeah, for I like they that need, stuff. They need put that on Bleach. I've bought a shit ton of Godzilla posters because they look sick. See? See? Hey. Make a Godzilla poster, but for fucking Bleach that was in your blood war. Gimme. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you guys want to touch on? Uh, overall, I liked this season I, a lot more than the last one. I, I agree. Sure. Okay, I, yeah, I very much like this one a lot. You like it better than the first season? Yeah. Yep. And this is with me saying I still don't think they've had a fight that equaled the Yama fight. So I would be interested in going back. So I, as of right now, in my shitty memory, I still think I like season one better than core two, even with the additional stuff. And I will say that is because core one had an actual ending. So I, I, I see. I see what you're saying. Though. This feels like, I don't know if cliffhanger I don't know how to explain it, but it feels, yeah, it's a fucking cliffhanger. It's like, I should be getting another episode next week. You this, know, it's like, yeah. but I, it's that it's going to be a year. It's because this is the ending to infinity war and we're waiting. Yeah, for exactly. Endgame. Yeah, exactly. We're waiting for end game. Yeah. Part one. <laughs> which which we'll see because I feel like if we relate that to Marvel, I think a lot of people like Infinity War more than Endgame. Oh, I so, loved Infinity War. Um, Not me. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I think Core One is still better than Core Two just because of the stakes and the full story that we got in Core One. I still feel like Core Two didn't didn't wrap anything. There's no there's no wrap. We got a lot of cool fights back to back to back to back. But I would take a full story over that. I agree, but I'm kind of a meathead, and I just want to go <laughs> big fight. Which is fair. Which is fair. You're allowed. You're allowed that. But I think the full story, everything but the rain that we got in there, also Ichigo doing his Shushi guy for the first time. Um, obviously the Yama fight, and I still think one of the highlights for me is that fucking scene where Ichigo goes first person, and we get the Byakuya scene. I still think that True. was fucking one gives, of the highlights you of the, the chills yeah one of the highlights of the whole goddamn series and i don't think we've had that in core two yeah of core two has been a lot of a lot of payoff season one was set up this is payoff until the end which is more set up yeah which i think is maybe uh, disorienting me a little bit because it's like we got fight 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 like full conclusions the fight 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 and then the finale which is supposed to be like the fucking banger just cuts i'm like oh what the fuck yeah it's just it's what um like all cliffhanger just to get you excited for the next season. It could potentially end up being the case now where because it cut like that, it's almost like season two and season three are going to be all one long season. You know, that'd be interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think people would have been like more accepting if it if it had just gone to black and said this will continue in season three. Yeah, it's almost like it needs a little nod nod and I think. Obviously, they did last year, but I think that's why it was super important this time. To be like, here's the trailer, guys. Like, here, yeah, drop here, it like, immediately. Three, yeah. please take it. It's like it's coming, and they even like next year, like dated and everything. Like, you guys don't gotta worry about it. I just wish I knew what month. It's gonna be July. I would. You think it'll? Be I would bet a lot Expo? of fucking money. It'll be July again. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, here's my question: uh, Would you have liked it better if they had cut the entirety of the Yuha fight, and it just had to be Squad Zero and end an episode early? So we can start next season with the whole fight. Yeah, I would. I would uh, like that. Yeah, I'd be better. okay with that too. Mm-hmm. I would actively like that better. I don't think I prefer it either way. I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like they didn't have anywhere to end. And they were like, what are we going to do? It's like, he's literally, because if they go any bit further, right? He, like we said, he's going to get the almighty. And then it goes cracked from there. It goes fucking crazy. It goes cracked and, and there's so much fight left. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if they don't end it there, then it's like now they don't have – they fucking already pumped up Ichibe versus Yuha two episodes ago. You know, it's like now they have to pay this off somehow. And it's like so they they were they kind of got stuck. They're like, oh, now we have these four minutes where it's like 
where are we going to end? We can't end it anywhere. And it's like, let's just end it with Yuha falling into oblivion. That's it. And like, I, dude, I remember look like, cause I, before I watched this on other stuff, I was watching this properly on Hulu this time. And like, I get the mid ad roll and I'm like, there's not enough time for them to finish <laughs> the fight. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to cut out all the dialogue and there's so yeah. much dialogue. No, I think they're just going to open up with all of that in season three and just be a complete banger of a first episode. Do you think so? Or I'm going to throw this out as something I think we would all hate. The first episode. you? No. I think oh. the f- I think the first episode next season is going to be catch up where we run around with all the people on the ground wondering what's happening. And then we cut back to the fight next episode. Nah, they wouldn't do that. No, I they, feel like they would pique our interest first and then flashback. Well, especially, and I feel like from seeing the scenes that we saw in the Thousand Year Blood War trailer already for season three, you know they're going to hop right back into it. Like, they, they already have that shit animated. Good to go. Like, the rest of it was CG, but the stuff that they actually showed that was like the fucking show is that fight continuing. They're going to go right into it. Dude, the last shot of that trailer is like the thing that happens next in the manga is him talking about the Almighty. Yep. So they're going to 100% hop right into it. And they have to. There's no way they come back and they cut away from that. Because imagine it comes back after all this time. We got fucked on. We got cut right in the middle of the Yuha fight. And then it comes back and like the episode ends with, okay, now we're going back to the Yuha fight. You'd be pissed. No, 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 no. Okay, so what happens is you start it up. There's a big epic anime intro. And then Lady Verichio shows up and it's time for new filler art. <laughs> oh, turn oh, the that'd pendulum. Be brutal dog. Holy shit. I'd be like, oh, okay, love that. 10 out of 10. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's the Zompok Toe filler arc again, but with the new Bonkai. Oh, there we oh, go. There Let's we go. go. With everybody's new abilities. We love to see that. Cinnamon Zocker's like, I got a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he changed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind It's I, like, I was already perfect. Thank you. Like, nobody misses the filler arcs. I do kind of miss the one off joke filler episodes, like the beach episode. The BJ yeah, episodes. those are fun. I those like are those. Fun. Yeah, the those Kara, are like good OVAs. Karakura Riser. I feel like they could still do those. Like, imagine they were like, "Hey, the, it's over, but we're gonna do a Bleach Christmas special." You know, that'd be like, hilarious. Hey, we're just gonna come I back for hours. Like, it's oh, like hey, a Halloween episode. Yeah, we're gonna do a special summer episode because they're not gonna come back for a long time. It's like they could easily do that. That would be nice. That'd be cute. Like, I know you didn't read any of the plot in BBS, but I, but I did, and so like all the Christmas shit is hilarious because it's just. They're talking about Christmas and all the story was like, what the fuck is Christmas? Yeah, Rangiku going out to buy a bunch of gifts for everybody and stuff. Yeah, Ichigo had to go buy a buy a cake. And Lisa's yep. like, no, fuck you, you don't get a cake. <laughs> Never mind, here's a Just steal the story from BBS. It's fine. Okay, I'm not I'm not even kidding. Like almost every plot for the holidays that takes place in Wake of Mundo. It's just all the wrong card, knowing nothing, and then and then Tosin shows up and goes, "Put this hat on." Eisen wants to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> just do that, Good boy. I want to watch Aro Nero walk around with a with a sand hat on top of his big dumb tobe head. Anything else that we want to touch on, real quick? Uh, I genuinely nothing. like the season okay. a lot. Fucking fantastic. Uh, I yep. still I think best one so far. I we already said I disagree with That's, that. It's so. two two v one on this one. Probably. All right. So, but let us know what you thought of season two, specifically what you guys thought of the finale. Feel free to reach out to us, please. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube comments, of course. Let us know is this season better than season one, and what did you think of the way this season ended? That is what I think is going to be the most interesting question to put to you guys. So let us know, Jose. You look like you have something to say. Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you guys want to see? 
there you the go. most next season. So that's another good question. What are you guys hoping they potentially add? Because now we know Kubo's cooking with he some fucking, fucking fire here. So Blowtorch. That being said, we hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with us. We're going to continue going. Um, we have a couple of some th- a couple things planned already going forward, so we hope you guys do stick around. Of course, if not, we will see you guys for Season 3. We'll be here. We'll still be hanging out. But if you guys have the time, let us know. What is some stuff that you would like to see us cover? We've, not, we've talked about the Bleacher Bridge series before. We've talked about potentially going back and recapping some of the old series and kind of talking about what we think of each of the arcs. Let us know. Is there something that you guys would like to hear us talk about? Would you like some, some a top 10 list? Something you would like to see us rank? Our personal opinions, of course. Leave that in the comments down below. We'll be reading each one. Um, of course, Pythes will be in there. I saw him in there last week. Jose's username is Knight himself, just so if you guys see him. I feel like sometimes Jose responds and nobody knows it's Jose. That's so, okay. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be around. And, of course, I'm just Weebs Guild. You know, it's pretty easy to see that one coming. With that, guys, please subscribe, like, tell your friends. We hope you guys enjoyed. And, of course, we will see you guys around in the comments. Bye, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.